Welcome to the Week in Italian Startup, where we discuss the latest highlights happening in the Italian tech and investment ecosystem. So before we start, Nick, you attended the World AI Festival in Cannes. So, you know, it's a very big event. Uh, one of the... Um, you know, uh, one of their kinds in, in, in AI in Europe, if not probably the reference point in European AI so far, and uh, with big, uh, of course, big speakers, big panelists, um, and uh, you attended both events. So I was uh, curious. It was just like last week. It finishes. It finishes like uh, just recently. And tomorrow you're going to talk to the Italian um, event in Milan in AI. So what is the feel? What, what did you breathe uh, over there in Cannes? What's, what's happening? <laughs> that's a huge hype around AI, that's for sure. Number <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not surprised, of course, by it, but because everybody is you know, trying to do something with AI. Uh, there were a lot of corporates showcasing the products and portfolios. There were a lot of startups. Uh, quite a few players. I think uh, I managed to attend a couple of sessions that were quite interesting, including one by Jan Lekun. Uh, I was really looking forward to that one. Um, it was quite interesting. Uh, in nice, uh, nice meetings as well. Uh, one yeah, of the but... main, one of the main topics I think yeah. it was constantly being discussed. That being the event in Europe, it was about AI regulation. Uh, so I think underlying any conversation was, does or will the AI act stifle, stifle innovation or support it in all aspects? So starting from wow. startups, the impacts on open source, uh, big corporates, so the discussions were at all, at all levels around the, the, the AI act and its implications locally. And maybe globally, because uh, in Europe we are world leaders in, in regulating things but i mean in, in this case uh other other big economies followed in, in some sense so think about the executive order by biden uh, china is a very light touch uh, but we'll see whether it will evolve in time so this for sure uh and there were a few conversations about the current state of the art uh, in ai so the current basically technological paradigm uh, transformers so to, to, to keep it easy and, and its limitations uh, in getting to AGI or however you want to call it uh, so these, these, these were the interesting uh, conversation going, going on this is the ones I, I managed to follow there were a couple around AI and quantum but I missed them I, I'm, I'm curious about what was the conversation any any takeaway what what do you bring home from these discussions is there one thing in particular that you think it was like per, per, like particularly insightful well other than the, this conversation about uh the technolo technological limitations of the current state of the art um uh, the main the main things that are currently uh, on the frontier, uh, multimodal AI, so it was quite interesting. So I liked the, the, the fact that it, you know, there is a lot of you know, thought going in that direction. And there's a lot of interest right now on uh, everything going around AI security, first of all. 
So try, try to, to adopt and use AI in a, a safe and secure both uh, way. That's one of the main topics going around. So trying to um, keep the AI within your product uh, under control. Not because it's going crazy, but because it's easy to go around limitations and use it in a, in a rogue way. So those are the main, those, those, these were the main, the main takeaways that I, that I got from the, from the main conversations. All right. So let's see what's going to happen in Italy tomorrow and see what, uh, what, uh, what's boiling there. Let's, uh, I'll keep, yeah. I'll keep you updated. <laughs> All right, moving back to Italy, let's uh, um, go into the latest, the biggest deal of last week, starting from Sealens, a startup developing sustainable and innovative solution for marine industry, raising 7.5 million in equity debt and grants. So um, this is interesting because uh, the company is basically trying to um, make uh, a new sort of electric engine for the marine application. So the marine industry has been, you know, classically very much combustion engine oriented. Only lately, uh, electrification took a little bit of a of a swing there. Uh, so there are a lot of people actually working there, and uh, this is uh, interesting because, uh, yeah, first of all, of course, it's a, it's an Italian company. We have some firms in Italy that works in the marine industry that are big. So probably, I would not be surprised if the next uh, electric boat will come from one of these uh, of these uh, of these firms, for example. Well, there is a lot of talent for sure there. Um, but on top of that, it's interesting because uh, yeah, as a startup, they have this mix of equity grant and debt. Uh, it's a big capital intensive sort of development, so it's uh, a little bit far from the classic digital space uh, way of uh, developing a business. It's more like a capex oriented. So, but it's interesting to see these kind of deals still like uh, moving. Uh, which is really in the cross of, of a more traditional uh, hardware business crossed with the new trends of electrification. And probably they're going to throw some AI into that, I'm sure, somehow. So, so yeah, what is, it, what is your take on this? Well, look, um, in, in, in a sense, electrification in the, in the naval industry is a bit of an underdog with respect to electrification, for example, in the uh, airplane industry. That's that's uh, an area that has been you know uh, that has raised a lot of capital and you know it's quite um, there is some hype over there. Uh, but I agree with you. So we have a strong uh, we have a strong history in the in, uh, in the naval naval sector, and uh, we're a good candidate to come up with good designs for electric motors and electrification in that in that area. Um, on top of that, I would say uh, it is interesting that um, Sealens, as far as you can understand from the news, raised its capital in many ways, but the equity part is mostly by uh, private investors, not institutional investors. So they have like 175 yeah. um, different investors that in various rounds um, provided capital to the, to the company. That's yeah. Yeah, I believe there was a crowdfunding a few like a few years ago, if not last year actually, and uh, they actually have been moving. So definitely a good a good step up to to what's going to happen. And so very curious to see what uh, what will happen in the future on this uh, specific technology. It might take longer, you know. Hardware, as you, as we know, is like a little bit longer in terms of development, and uh, so it's a good challenge. Definitely a good ch challenge for the team. 
All right, moving on, uh, another deal which is very, very Italian as well, talking about fashion tech. Uh, so fashion tech has been like bubbling in Italy for long. A lot of people are working on it, being it, uh, you know, companies working on digital twins or the future of the experience in the fashion industry and, uh, you know, experiencing like, um, you know, different kind of uh, product. So it's it's been interesting. It's been quite a ride, I think. And the big uh, Italian fashion brands are actually very sensitive this kind of, uh, this product. But uh, what we've seen uh, that you mentioned is uh, Underscore District, which is a fashion brand accelerator, raising 4 million in a round led by Kairos Venture ESG One. So a couple of points here, which are, which are interesting is, uh, first of all, um, this, uh, to my knowledge, it's the, the second acceleration uh, experiment in the fashion industry in Italy. Uh, I think there was some fashion tech accelerator, which is still in place. So this is like a, a new take on this. So it's nice to see that more and more people are working to sustain founders uh, willing to work in the, in the fashion industry. Uh, yeah, they basically provide founder with a lot of infrastructure from marketing to uh, some advisory. So like an accelerator, but uh, of course, but extremely, extremely vertical. And uh, interesting that actually uh, a big asset management company like Kairos, actually is, is interested into this, this kind of uh, deals. So Kairos Ventures, uh, basically, uh, so Kairos as, uh, is one, for the listener, is one of the big, um, I would say, um, multi-asset manager slash wealth managers. So they, they really have a lot in their portfolio from equity to bonds to different strategies, thematic, non-thematic, macro, etc. And um, one in particular is related to the, the venture investing. And they have two vehicles, essentially, uh, which are both AIFs, which is Italian Alternative Investment Funds, which, is, which are closed fund, only reserved for accredited investors. And uh, in particular, Kairos Venture ESG One is the one, is one that actually is covering a lot of ground. Um, I think uh, they are essentially targeting about a uh, hundred million is a target and they really want to cover a lot B2B, life science, space economy, green energy transition, and so on and so forth. So very, very ambitious project and they already deployed capital and this is their, uh, their latest, uh, their latest investment. Yeah. Uh, I've got two, co two additional comments on what you said. The first one about Kairos. That was uh, the, the the subject of an M&A activity itself last year, as it was sold by Julius Bar to Anima Holding, uh, the entire company. Uh, and and secondly, um, I think the underscore it, it flags itself as an accelerator, but it's not probably an accelerator in the sense that we are used to 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 mean. Uh, it's from what I read, is more, more a company that acquires brands, taking a, the majority or something similar, uh, and then supporting them in production, distribution, so giving them all, all that they need in order to, to, to grow. So it's more of an aggregator um, mm -hmm. platform. I don't know, so something slightly different. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, interesting to see this experiment of actually not just uh, working with the traditional accelerator playbook, but actually kind of mixing it up with uh, with maybe yeah, acquisition uh, elements to it and acceleration elements, maybe incubation element. I mean, I'm 
we'll, we'll see where these guys are going. I think right now they have uh, only a few brands, uh, three, like four or five maximum. Four, four perfect. Four, and, then, four. Uh, and then I'm really looking forward to see what's, uh, what's going to happen then uh, with, the, with the next ones. All right. Uh, one of the other big round of the week is Addax Bioscience, biotech startup raising 2.5 million from fintech partners. So first of all, uh, very interesting because Addax, um, again, we're not um, you know med tech or biotech in uh, investors, uh, but, but it's I interesting. I think we should start. We should start to study med tech because we have one. You should try to, you know, <laughs> become more... Adjusted. Very promising, very promising, very big rounds in Italy. I mean, we start the year with, with medtech and biotech. Yeah, maybe it's a, it's a sign. It's a sign. Hmm. So essentially, um, from what I understand, ADEX is really trying to uh, pro provide a new um, product called GAF, which stands for Glyoxal Acid-Free or Glyoxal Acid-Free, actually which is a patent-based um, uh, com compound, which essentially is used as an alternative to formalin. So formalin uh, or like formaldehyde-based compounds are used in, um, in hospitals in general and research center to essentially uh, analyze cells. Uh, and uh, they're, very, they're very widespread. So apparently there are like a, a lot of materials still used um, and it's very toxic and um, there's not big alternatives right there for this kind of analysis. So these guys are really targeting this, uh, this very interesting challenge and uh, it's very interesting. Um, I would then focus with their investors, which is uh, um, FinTech Partners. So FinTech Partner essentially is, uh, uh, is a sub-holding of a bigger group, which is called SRI which is an Anglo-Italian uh, firm that focuses on M&A and um, corporate investment banking. So uh, that's, uh, that's very interesting as uh, basically this company has been growing, has been like um, managing a lot of M&A deals uh, across the years. Uh, they also have their vehicles to invest and essentially FinTech Partner is their primary vehicle to invest in early stage companies. So don't be misled by the name. Actually, they're actually investing in more than fintech. They do, uh, of course, like biotech and other kind of deals. Um, so that's a, that's an interesting structure. Actually, it's a, it's a, it's a very uh, articulated um, investor. There is they have a lot of elements, and um, I think it's one of the first time that we see these players uh, uh, in the market. Actually. Yeah, uh, I was reading from their um, uh, news page last year. They invested in another company, like a bike company, something something similar. Um, so they're they're indeed active. Uh, so interesting to see whether they, they continue investing in more in more startups. Awesome. So, um, finishing with uh, an, an Italian investor actually um, uh, trying to build something to invest abroad, uh, Sella Venture Partner Fund of Funds 2. So, um, it's, it's becoming more and more frequent to actually see strategies related to funds of funds. Uh, maybe in the past year or two years, I feel we've seen like a few of them like trying to, 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 to push this kind of investment strategy. So Acela, as we know, as we already like discussed in other episodes, is pretty much in the forefront of uh, not only banking, but also investing in, uh, in tech companies. They have like a strong push to actually support the Italian ecosystem. So very, very interesting and 
big player. Uh, they launched Sella uh, Venture Partner Funds, Funds of Funds 1 in 2020 with a target of 60 million. And that's what's kind of their first Funds of Funds strategy uh, vehicle. So for the listener, essentially, uh, they are aiming at investing not indirectly in startup, but in the best general partner, best fund managers that they can fund. And then uh, basically they are, they act as LPs in those funds. So it's a very, very common strategy in other um, equity vehicles uh, like hedge funds and other, 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 um, other financial um, um, entities. Um, in venture is becoming really, really popular as well. And uh, basically, yeah, the fund, the funds of fund two is the second one uh, launched by Sella. Uh, the target is a hundred million this time. And the idea is to invest um, into a, more or less 20 uh, among the, the best uh, funds, VC firms uh, in Europe and in the US, uh, which are active in not only in technology, but also in life science. So it's a very broad scope. Um, I don't think for a funds of funds uh, strategy, the, um, the allocation is, is, uh, is massive. 100 million in a funds of funds is you know, it's, it's, it's pretty quick to actually deploy, I would say, but uh, it's a very interesting uh, way of thinking because it's really bringing Italian capital to the European and the US markets. Yeah, I agree. We agree with you. Uh, it's a nice strategy because it allows uh, also Italian investors who want to diversify to be exposed to international venture capital. Uh, I'm very sad, of course, because they will not, they are not investing in Italian VCs, but I mean, that's the market, baby. Um, I agree with you that, you know, it's probably not difficult in terms of complexity to deploy under million in 20 funds. There are two, two problems that you have. If you want to go for tier one, uh, the first problem that you have is access. If you go to, to, to Sequoia, I think Sequoia opens up a fundraise, uh, it's probably two times oversubscribed. Uh, so you need to qualify yourself in order to, to, to bring your, your, your allocation to Sequoia. So, of course, that's probably the most difficult part of the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and second comes selection. selection. I mean, if you, if you have a set of opportunities, of course, you, you, you need to, to, to be good at choosing the, the best ones. But I would argue that access in this market is the most one. I mean, um, everybody will tell you that fund- fundraising is very difficult in the current market, except for the top 10%. The That's top a 10% good point. Managers are mostly always oversubscribed. So they, this is where they, 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 the play is, is difficult. That's, a, that's an interesting insight and the signal when. Uh, when uh, you know the uh, people will choose their VC firm to invest in things that happen every day, of course, <laughs> of course. So one great signal, and that I think Nick is is completely spot on on this is this: like uh, you know, no matter where the market is, uh, the top tier is still the top tier. It's mm. uh, it's a good point. It's definitely yeah. Champions League is always the Champions League. It's so. very good point. Yeah, indeed. Mm. All right, Nick, thank you so much for joining uh, this week and I'll see you next week. Ciao, Jack. Take care. Have a great week and ciao, everybody. See you in a week.